Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Okay, guys, second sponsor of the show we have is SoBet. That's SoBet.io. The link is in my bio on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at TP3Bets. But y'all don't even know what SoBet is yet, man. It is the best value in sports betting. There's over 38 other handicappers on there like myself. It's $10 a month, and you get all those bets. Let's say you don't want to tail me. You can tail somebody else on the website. Everybody over there is winning. Everyone's putting in great work. You get every single bet explained like me and Ben break down for you guys on these podcasts. Might as well go ahead and do it for only $10 a month. Might as well sign up, try a month, say you don't like it. It's all good, guys. But yeah, so bet. Go over there, get at them. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you live on Friday, July 21st, 2023. I am joined by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, how we doing, man? We made it. It's Friday. We made it. It's Friday. Mother Nature is, is angry right now. She is she is pouring at my house. So uh, I'm assuming this connection will be fine. But if I freeze for a second, just blame Mother Nature. Yeah, hopefully, guys, Mother Nature doesn't interfere with us. I'm sure she's just a little pissed off that the uh, Bravos aren't playing in town today. But we'll <laughs> get over that one. But, guys, so we did our first college football season preview so far. The Pac-12, that one is up. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. We're keeping things rolling. Now we're switching over to a little NFL. We're going to keep trying to keep this going where we do one of each each week. Well, next week, I will be out of town though, the majority of the week, so we're going to try to get at least one, possibly two up for you all next week. But today we're going to talk about the NFC South the division me and Ben are very, very familiar with as our Atlanta Falcons reside in here. I won't, as much as I want to start out with the Falcons here, though, Ben, we got to pay some honor to the reigning division champs because they probably won't be that way for a long time again. <laughs> Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers yeah. ended up winning this division last year with a losing record and got smacked by the Cowboys in the first round. Um, the Buccaneers roster, for the most part, looks very similar to the way it did last year. They were able to keep Levante David around. They're able to keep um, Devin White as well, keep most of their defensive line. But Tom Brady isn't going to be there, Ben. And I think that's the biggest question mark we got addressed here, Ben. What does life after Brady look like in Tampa Bay? Well, for the short term, it looks like Baker Mayfield. Um and possibly Kyle Trask. Baker will obviously be the starter out of those two. Um, long-term, I guess we don't really know. And I believe Byron Leftwich is not there calling plays anymore either. Is that correct? 
That is correct. They brought in a new offensive coordinator. What was he? Do you remember where he was from? Does he have any connection um, to Baker? Um, their offensive coordinator is now Dave uh, Canales, and he was recently the Seahawks um off or er, okay. quarterbacks so coach. Yep. Okay. So, listen, new offensive coordinator. It's going to be a brand new offense, obviously, with the box. Brady at forty five years old is probably twice as good still than Baker Mayfield in these days. But Baker can be the quarterback that can that can drive an offense if he can just limit turnovers. And if he can limit turnovers for this team, they obviously still have Mike Evans. Um, they have other – they have um, uh, Godwin. Godwin, there, isn't yep. It? yep. Yep. So they still have a good receiving core that can help Baker Mayfield drive the ball downfield. He just has to limit the turnovers, which was a problem for him in his last years in Carolina. Um I mean, uh, yeah, in Carolina, it was a problem for him in his last couple years with the Browns. He had some bright spots with the Rams. Now, yep. you get to work with Sean McVay, so maybe that does instill a little bit of confidence in you. But, listen, he's got the weapons to help him drive down the field in Tampa Bay. I just don't know how consistent he can be. Consistency has been his biggest uh, weakness mm-hmm. since he's really come into the NFL. The talent is there. This guy can – he's mobile, especially when he's healthy. Yep. Um and you've been a big fan of him when he's healthy. He just hasn't been all that unhealthy, which has created an inconsistency. The defense will still drive this team as all of their studs are still there, especially in that secondary. I think the Bucks won't be as bad as they're projected to be. Like I've seen I've seen some websites say that they're mm-hmm. gonna have the third overall pick. Like I think this Bucks team can get more than four wins. So you know, I think it's gonna be between third and fourth uh in what they battle for this division, but there's a bunch of chokers in this division. So you just never know. Their defense can, can really win this uh, team some uh, games. Yeah. You know, Ben, based off the way this they played last season, I came in and kind of like thinking, you know, before I really did my research, like I was like, damn, the Bucks are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. After doing my research, I agree with you. Like the NFC is easy. So first of all, scheduling wise, they play the, so obviously the hardest is one. They play the 22nd hardest schedule. So they play like a, so there's 32 teams in the NFL, so they play a top 10 easiest schedule in the league. And then it helps, t- it yeah. helps because the division's not great, which we'll get into. Oh, yeah. And then on top of that, Ben, that they play in the probably the worst schedule division in the NFL, they have a very easy schedule. I still think they're probably going to win six to seven games based off looking at it. Yeah. Their defense is solid, though, honestly. Like, I can't really poke holes in their defense that much. So, drafting wise, they use their first pick on um, Kalijah Cansey, the defensive end out of Pittsburgh. And then they drafted, in my opinion, the most underrated player and one of the most underrated players in the draft, Yaya Diaby, a defensive end from Louisville. If y'all want to go, if y'all are bored, go watch the tape, man. This guy is a total game record. Like he literally, he is a total game record. This guy's a freak of nature. Um, like you said, Ben, they still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I think that uh, Baker Mayfield will be the day one starting quarterback because I don't really think you can go, you know, from Trask to Baker and then back to Trask. I think it has to be you let Baker start out as the starter. If he shits the bed, then Trask comes in, which I think at some point in time, Trask will get a play as a starting quarterback. But who knows? Baker Mayfield could put himself back on the map and win this division here. The one thing, though, Ben, that is a cause from concern for me with everything is the line play last year. This offensive line was really bad. This team was second in pass yards last year. 
but they were awful running the ball wise. They were one. They're the last team in the NFL in rush yards per game. The offensive line was horrible, as we all know. They had tons of injuries. Their defense, though, was really good. Like we said, you know, they are top ten in defensive yards, and they were thirteenth in points per game. So they basically had a top ten defense last year, but they could not block could not protect their quarterback and run the football. And I think that's going to be a problem for them. That's why I think they win 67 games because they play in a shitty NFC. And, and no Fournette. Yep, no Fournette. Yeah, their starting running back is going to be Rashad White, and he's going to be anchored by Chase Edmonds. And I feel like Rashad White was more of their scat back last year. Mm-hmm. Although Fournette catches the ball very well. Yeah, no, Fournette did catch the ball. Fournette was a beast. Playoff Lenny, man. I mean, Fournette was a beast in fantasy, too. I mean, he's definitely going to be missed with his production. I thought Rashad White, though, played pretty decent. So it is interesting to see him take over as starting running back. I just don't think they did enough, though, to bolster that offensive line. So I think it will be tough sledding for him. Yeah. Um, let's keep things moving, though, Ben. Obviously, since they're the champs, we'll go with the team that finished second last year in, the, in this division. And that's going to be the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints actually have a ton of roster overturn. First of all, they bring in Derek Carr to play quarterback for them. Basically, their entire defensive front, except for Cam Jordan, is gone. Um, they lost a ton of defensive production, which is a problem. Because last year, the Saints actually had a top 10 defense. And they were fourth in sack rate. Also, they lose some of their wide receiving core. They still have Michael Thomas. They they basically turned everything over to um, Rashid. And, uh, I think his name's like Rahid Shahid and Chris Olave. Those guys are going to take over to run the receiving core for him. One positive thing for the Saints is they were minus 11 last year in turnover differential, which was second worst in the NFL. So that's probably going to improve. And they were 30, but this they're also 31st in strength of schedule. So they're going to have an easy schedule. But Ben, my biggest thing, biggest concerns for them, first of all, is I don't think like I don't think people are factoring in how good of a coach that Sean Payton was when he was there. I don't think Dennis Allen, Sean Payton. I mean, they lost so much from this defensive front. I don't see Shy Tuttle in there anymore. I don't see David on Amin- on in there anymore anymore um i don't see marcus davenport in there anymore they even lost guys in the secondary too like pj williams who had been there for a long time this defense is very depleted i don't think they're going to be as nasty as they've been in the past and also been Derek carr was barely even serviceable last year with a stacked offense this offense is not even close to that offense i don't see it at all i will say in Derek carr's defense total turmoil in organization that the Raiders are um, I think there's just, it's just a lot of chaos going on in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, really, since they've been out there. I I might be wrong. Did they bring the backup tight end that was in Vegas over to New Orleans, Foster? Yep. yep. Foster Fo- or something. Foster Moreau, yeah. Um, so that's obviously a, a, a familiar face for Derek Carr. Listen, the obvious point is that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in this division. Um, it's Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, who hasn't played a snap yet, and Baker Mayfield. So that's in favor of the Saints. The quarterback's most uh, important position. They have the best quarterback. What do we know about Alvin Kamara? Because it's worth noting that it sounds like he's going to be suspended, but we don't know if that's for the 2024 season or part of the 2023 season, how many games. That's a big factor to me because mm-hmm. they brought in Jamison Williams. They bring in oh no, no, Jam- Jamal, Williams. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, yep. who – is a terrific running back. He's a touchdown machine. If Kamara plays the 2023 season, that's one of the best running back duos in the NFL. Straight up. Straight up. I, I think so. You have a touchdown machine in Williams, really good on the goal line. And then Kamara, getting older, 
but still explosive, still great with his hands. I, I think it's it's not the best, but I think it's one of the best. Um, I might be a Saints hater, but I think Kamara's a little washed personally. And so I think what I what I read was basically that the charges, so the charges got dropped, but the fact he got charged with that due to NFL conduct, I think it's going to be two to three game suspension is what okay. they're suspecting. So not that much. They also did bring in Kendry Miller from TCU. But personally, I th- I don't think I think Kamara's lost a step. Like I really feel like the last two years he's taken a lot of hits. He's played a lot of football. Like I just don't think Kamara is what he. I feel like he's he was undersized snap, and he took a lot the, of hits. But the, but before he had like a Mark Ingram as a backup, yeah. and then he had I think it with Latavius Murray was he there for a little bit? Yeah, he's got a true RB two in Jamal mm-hmm. Williams now that can take the load off Kamara. So that's why I think he might be able to. Maybe not get back to what he was in his prime, but certainly I think he can he can still be a valuable running back. Uh, listen, I'm concerned with the defense as you are. I think Saints fans have to be concerned. Dennis Allen obviously is a great defensive coordinator. He's the head coach now, defensive mind head coach now. They're the favorite to win this division. They absolutely should be. I just think this division's winner is going to win maybe nine games. I don't think anyone's that yeah. good. I, I think between eight to ten games is going to be this division winner. So that'd be eight and nine. Oh, wait, no. They play 17 games now? Or yeah, okay. 17. So I think, yeah, so I think between eight to 10 wins is this division winner. I think it's the worst. I think the, whoever wins this division is probably worse than even some wild card teams that get in. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, Dallas, Philadelphia, New York are all in that one division. So most definitely, yeah. I mean, I just think the Saints being minus 130. And then the West. The West is ridiculous. Yeah. I think anybody being favored to win this division is laughable. Like the Saints at minus one thirty, in my opinion, is the biggest is the most ridiculous line I've ever seen. Especially with all home, the pro- they'll get a home game. Whoever wins this division, exactly. Especially with all the production that they lost on defense, you don't just walk in and replace that. I mean, they did draft uh, Brian Breesy, but I mean, all, a lot of times rookies aren't ready to go right out the gate. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out down in New Orleans. Let's talk about our Atlanta Falcons, Ben, since they – I mean, technically them and the Panthers were tied with the same record, and we won – I think it was like a coin flip or something. I forget what the – whatever the tiebreaker was, so technically we got a better draft pick than them. The games but, between the Panthers and Falcons last year were ridiculous. Yeah, they were absolutely ridiculous. But here we are, guys, as we sit with the Falcons. Falcons, guys, they turned the keys to the car over to Desmond Ritter. They bring in Bijan Robinson. They spent a ton of money on the defense as David Amenyata come, comes over from the Saints, which I would say is probably the biggest pickup out of all the new guys that came in. Uh, ben, what do you think about the Falcons? And Jesse Desmond Bates, Ritter, our guy. Yeah, Jesse Bates. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Jesse. I disrespected you with not mentioning Clay <laughs> Campbell and yep. is in there, a veteran. And, and I think they brought in Bud Dupree. Yep, we did bring in Bud Dupree. Uh, listen, the defense – I'm a fan of what they brought in because it's a lot of mm-hmm. veterans. It's a lot of guys who have played a lot of ball. And Bud Dupree has had success. Now, I will say, and when you and I talked about this when he went to Tennessee, when he was in the Steelers, he had T.J. Watt. So probably got a lot of single coverage. When he went to the Titans, you know, the Titans' best yeah. defensive lineman is Jeffrey Simmons, who's a defensive tackle. So I'm interested to see what Bud Dupree – if he can he be the guy? The Falcons have not had a not, – forget elite. Throw that word out. They haven't had a great pass rusher since Jonathan Abraham. So I'm interested to see what the Falcons' pass rush can kind of yeah. scheme up between Lorenzo Carter, between Bud Dupree, between Grady Jarrett, Clay's Campbell, just in the linebackers, obviously, blitzing. That's 
I think the defense is obviously improved. You don't bring in an all-pro safety like Jesse Bates and Calais Campbell, who could be a Hall of Famer, and and these guys, and not get better. So just yeah. off the bat, their defense is better. They just have to click. And I'm curious, is this the type of defense that's going to be able to create turnovers, or are they going to be able to rush the passer? I don't know what the identity of the defense is going to look like. So I'm curious in the first five games, I want to figure out what the identity is, right? Are we mm-hmm. going to be able to stop the run and we might get a little torch in the passing game? We'll see. We brought in um, Jeff Okuda as well. Mm-hmm. Where I think he was like third or fourth overall. Yep. Didn't pan out great in Detroit. Maybe a change of scenery helps. Got uh, A.J. Terrell on the other side of him. So I like what the Falcons did in the offseason defensively. Offensively, listen, there's no excuse for – uh, um, a sophomore leap with with uh, Drake London, right? The only excuse would be his quarterback can't throw accurately like Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Pitts, supposedly he's healthy from the knee surgery. Let's Again, go. We got to see London and Pitts make a leap. Bijan, I think we, I think we can kind of know what we're going to get from Bijan, right? He's going to get his catches. He's going to get yeah. a lot of touches. Algier will still get his rushes. I'm interested to see Cordell Patterson. He was a big threat to the uh, to opposing defenses last year, and we kind of took away the running back position from him this year. So is he a slot receiver or is he a scat back? I'm curious to see that. I am on the team – I'm team Ritter until proven otherwise. I think this is a type of quarterback that can go uh, – I'm just going to make up some numbers. 25 touchdowns between 8 to 13 interceptions – and maybe four rushing touchdowns. That's Those are adequate numbers. Those aren't yeah. jaw-dropping. Those aren't, let's move the chains, let's get the ball to our star receiver, star tight end, and let them get the yards up to catch. We're a run-first offense. Everyone in the league knows that. Atlanta, I think, was ranked first or second in the league in rushing last year. It's what Arthur Smith has become famous for with Derrick Henry, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just move the chains, Desmond Ritter and be a little bit more accurate than Marcus Mariota. And I think this team can really compete to win the division. Now, I think they can also finish second or third. Yeah. We know the Falcons can choke some games away in the fourth quarter. Young quarterback, not a lot of experience. We got to get the ball rolling. We got to keep some leads because Marcus Mariota, in the first half of the season, was able to get leads in the fourth quarter and couldn't hold on to any of them, right? We have a good kicker that can help Ritter put up points. We got to get seven more than three this year. And I think if Ritter can keep the turnovers down, fumbles and interceptions, I think this team can be average to pretty good. I'm not expecting great, though. Yeah, I think this team can be pretty good, to be honest with you, Ben. So last year, the Falcons were third in the NFL in rush yards per game. I think Ritter gives them more of a pass threat, which should open things up for them even more. Also, obviously, they brought in Bajan Robinson, who just completely will change up everything. With you said with Patterson, I think Patterson will definitely be used some to run the ball as a scat back. I also think he's going to be doing a lot of kick returning again, which is huge because he's a total game changer returning the ball, returning kicks. One of the best in NFL history. 
Yeah, exactly. He is one of the best in NFL history. The Falcons were second worst in passing yards. So I think with everybody back, Raiders got all the weapons around him. This this team reminds me a lot of how the Eagles were last year, where they have a stacked defense. They have solid weapons on offense. They just need decent quarterback play. No, I'm not saying Desmond Ritter is as good as Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying Desmond Ritter needs to take care of the ball, make some plays with his legs, and make smart decisions. And I don't see how the Falcons don't have a winning record this season. Falcons well, read. And he won't make as many running plays as Hurts, but he no. can run. Mm-hmm. No, definitely not. The Falcons did have the best scoring offense in the entire division last year, and that was literally with running the ball every single play. So imagine if they can just air it out a little bit more. What I see here is the tight is Titans NFC, basically. This team actually has built up a very solid defense. Last year, the Falcons' defense was top five in yards allowed. Points per game wasn't that bad, but they were still the worst defense in the in the division, and they had the lowest sack percentage in the NFL. Well, what did they do, Ben? Exactly what you said. That Bud Dupree, Calais Campbell. Um, you still have Arnold Abuakim, who's going to be in his second year now. Uh, Grady Jarrett. Yeah, brought back Lorenzo Carter. David Onmanyata. Onyamata. Uh, there we go. Yeah, Onyamata. Like this Falcons defense is loaded top to bottom. This is probably the best defense I think the Falcons might have had been in our entire time of watching this team play. That's how stacked up they are. I think the Falcons are going to be a lot better this year. This is not even me being a homer. Maybe the Super Bowl year, the defense was, they were able to create a lot of turnovers. The Stats-wise, they weren't great, but they, yeah. but between Trufant and uh, Robert Alford, they were able to create some turnovers. Uh, I Listen, I like the Titans comp. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, um, Arthur Smith has been the offensive coordinator under Vrabel. Mm-hmm. Low penalties, physicality is what is Titans football, run the football, obviously. I like that comp for the Falcons. One other thing I forgot to mention as well. The Saints uh, defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, came on over to Atlanta. So not only that, Atlanta's taking their defensive coordinator Atlanta, right. and they take the defensive coordinator of one of the best defenses in the NFL last year. So, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about our birds this year. Last team in the in the NFC, Ben, a lot of roster, or not a ton of roster overturn on defense, although they do add Von Bell and Shy Tuttle. Pretty much the rest of that young, deep defense is back once again. But offensively, we got a whole new offense here. We all know that they traded DJ Moore in the trade to get the first overall pick. Bryce Young is going to take over your boy at quarterback here. Miles You'll Sanders deal comes today. in. Yep, Miles Sanders comes into play tailback. Adam Thielen's in to play some wide receiver for them. They have the 27th hardest schedule. That's with first being the hardest in the league. Ben, you want to take us away here with Bryce Young being your boy? What do you, yeah. how, what do you think? Yeah, and Hayden Hurst came in at tight end. Oh, that's good. Um, that's another one I forgot. I, I think the biggest addition, and it's not a true addition, J.C. Horn missed most of last year with an injury. Mm-hmm. His rookie season – he was getting like Pat Sertain hype. Yep. Like he was like finishing the rookie season and, and mm-hmm. everyone was like looking around and like, is he already a top five corner in this league? And I'm interested to see him because he's very healthy. He's a stud. I think this is the best defense in the division. I, I think it goes toe to toe with Tampa Bay. Now Tampa Bay's got more veterans and a little more experience versus more youth, mm-hmm. but the Panthers, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I, and I might be dead wrong. What were their sack numbers last year? You have that pulled up? No, I didn't pull. I didn't really write down many uh, numbers for them, but pretty much everything I looked. I I 
Yeah, well, I was I was about to say, I was like you. Like, I thought the Panthers' defense was pretty good, but I didn't write down any numbers because basically everything I looked at, there was nothing where, like, they were an outlier and being good or bad. They were literally smack dab in the middle on everything. Yeah. And that's without their best corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Von Bell coming in is – I think that's just a big of an, an addition to Jesse Bates and the Falcons. That's a guy with a lot of experience, a guy that's played really good football. Yep. Um, not quite all pro, I don't think, like Jesse Bates. The way I describe this offense is it's a hodgepodge. It is close your eyes, and they got that veteran, that veteran, that veteran, and they're all around Bryce Young. Hayden Hurst is a very capable tight end. Not one of the best tight ends in football, but he's very capable. Miles Sanders, very capable running back, and he got paid by Carolina. Speaking of running backs not getting paid, he got paid. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam Thielen, okay, obviously getting older, still a tremendous route runner, still has great hands. And he's a veteran for the rest of this wide receiver. I think they uh, wide receiver I think they have Terrence Marshall, who I think some people are yep. uh, expecting to take a big leap for them. Uh, veteran presence like Thielen should help. Listen, Bryce Young. The obvious point out is the height. Okay, his IQ is talked about like Andrew Lux, and it's talked about like when Peyton Manning was in the league. This guy was able to maneuver the pocket, and he hates running. He's capable of running. He hates it, so don't expect him to run. He's capable of maneuvering in the pocket the same way that Brady made famous, the same way that Manning made famous. These guys weren't fast, weren't going to run, but they were able to maneuver in the pocket, whether it's stepping left, right, stepping up, maybe taking a seven-step drop instead of a five-step drop. Bryce Young has the capacity in his brain, in his IQ, to be able to – to take his negative that people are seeing as a height and turn it into plays that he made that he can make in the NFL. Now we have to see it done, right? I'm just saying what he's capable of doing. I like the weapons that he has as a rookie quarterback. Now, Thielen's not going to be there forever. Miles Sanders isn't going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Panthers. They've set their defense. I think these next couple of drafts will be skill player focused. I think this team can be better than what people think. I think I saw that their win total was, I thought I saw seven and a half or six and a half. Do you, you mind pulling that up for me? Yeah, I got you. I'll pull it up while you're talking. Um, so here's what I think. I think Frank Wright is a is a quality coach. I don't know if he's like in the Seven and a half. Coach. Yeah. So I'm not saying take the over. I think they can get over that over though. I, because it's like their offensive skill players, they're not sexy. Yeah. But they're they're all productive players. Now, like I said, Thielen, he's past his prime. But I think Miles Sanders will help Bryce Young a lot. I think Thielen will help Bryce Young a lot. I think Hayden Hurst will help it a lot. Yep. And their offensive line is nasty. These boys are very physical. They often don't lose the line of scrimmage in games. I mm-hmm. think that helps a guy like Bryce Young. I'm not saying take the over in this division. I think this is the biggest dark horse to win the division, though, because I think a lot of people that maybe you and I will talk to will think Saints is the favorite than the Falcons, maybe a little bias there. But the Panthers are right there with the Falcons. It just, what can Bryce Young do? Yeah, Ben, I think you hit the nail on the head there. What can Bryce Young do? I personally am a Bryce Young believer. I don't care how small he was. Panthers are actually bottom four in pass yards last year. I think Bryce Young's going to come in and improve on that instantly. Um, some other guys actually look pretty decent in their wide receiving court last year, like Shy Smith. 
I mean, it looked yep. like he was trending up a little bit. They still do have DJ Chark and LaVishka Chenault as well. So they got a lot of receivers there. I'm not saying any of these guys are elite because they're definitely not by any means, but they definitely have you some know, options. A lot of a lot of those receivers, um, mm-hmm. th- those three that you just named, they're all like, you know, obviously speedsters, you know, deep threats, which Thielen's not. Terrence Marshall's more of a taller receiver, but he can go deep. They're very crafty. So – Frank Reich, if he can get very creative with the offense, whether that's moving the pocket, whether that's crossing routes, LaVisca Chenault, and um, who's the second guy he named? Um, uh, DJ Smith? Chark. Okay. DJ Chark are very crafty type receivers, yeah. right? LaVisca Chenault is the type of receiver he can do a jet sweep. He can even take a couple carries. He can do kick returns, pump returns. He did all of that at Colorado. It's a very crafty offense. I just want to see how it kind of puts together. No, I do too. I think this defense, though, Ben, is not getting enough credit for how stacked it is. I think Derek Brown and Shy Tuttle up the middle are going to wreak havoc. I think those guys really will. And I think this young defense is very, very underrated this upcoming season. I think the Panthers are all around. Ben, I think we've uh, set our set our due on the division overall. Let's make our predictions now. That's what everybody's here. That's what they want to hear Go us ahead. do is predict. Ben's going to let me lead off, guys. Look, I got two bets for y'all for this division. Okay. Gun to my head, I'm picking my Atlanta Falcons to win this division at plus 200. I like the whole path here for the Falcons, guys. We laid it out. The Falcons, what what were we going to say? It's only plus 200? Yeah. That that feels way too – like, I think the Saints being favored here is a joke to win the division, in my opinion. Saints lost their whole defense, and that was the best part of their team. Derek Carr doesn't have the weapons that he used to have. I just don't see it at all here, guys. But when I look at the Falcons – this team is this team already scored the most points per game in the division. They had the number one run offense, and they're going to be able to open the passing game up more. The defense was a huge problem, and they fixed all that. I think the Falcons are a nine-win team for sure. I like the Falcons to win the division. Honorable mention, though, and I'm still throwing on it to win the division, too, because I think plus two, 325 is outrageous. But the Panthers, I think yeah. that when I look at these divisions, I think the Falcons have the best offensive unit in the division. I think the Bucs probably do have the best defense, but I think the Panthers have a very solid all-around team, and I think Bryce Young's going to be a huge game-changer. I think the Panthers at plus 325 is way too much value to look away from. All these teams have extremely easy schedules. Like I said, the Panthers were 27th. The Falcons have the easiest schedule in the entire NFL. I'm rocking with the rocking with the Panthers as well. I mean, 325 is crazy odds. Yeah, I would. I definitely agree with that. Um, I will go Falcons, Saints, Panthers, Bucks in order would be, yeah, is how I, is how I'm going to say this division pops out. I, I think the only team that would surprise me to win the division, I think it still would be Tampa Bay. I just don't know how much Baker has in him. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay would definitely surprise me if they won the division. I don't think they can win the division, but I'd also, I also I, I have Tampa Bay finishing last. I think New Orleans will finish above them, so I have New Orleans finishing third in the division, but I'm with 100% on board with you on that one. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, not to change sports, but, like, we've seen this in the NL East before, right? Mm-hmm. The Braves won the division with, like, 88 games, one or something yeah. like that not too long ago. Uh, we saw this with in football. We saw this with the NFC East not too long ago. Every team was horrible in the division. I forget who won the division the year that I'm talking about, Cowboys or Eagles. But I think the team that won it was at nine wins. Yeah, it happened before with the with with uh, the South too. Like there was one year where the Panthers won the it South. with seven wins. 
Um, yeah, in the AFC South, which has been a, quite a disaster. Didn't the Colts win the division or the Titans win the division? I think the Titans won the division a couple years ago, not when they were the one seed. Yeah, with a with a seven was wins. It, was it last? Last no, Titans didn't win the division last year. No, they the, the, the Titans like did win the division last year. Yeah. With like seven or eight wins. They won it mm-hmm. pretty recently. So, listen, outsiders can make fun of uh, us Falcons fans in the NFC South all they want for how bad it's going to be this year. Somebody's got to win this division. Why not us? Yeah, why not the Falcons, baby? Um, ben, anything else you want to talk about, man, before we get up out here? Um, what do you think the dynamic with bringing in Taylor Heineke? That move, uh, like, it kind of confused me a little bit because we uh-huh. know what Heineke is at this point. He's a capable quarterback to get you around, you know, six to eight wins. Yeah. But he's certainly not a franchise quarterback. So it's like, if Ritter's not playing well, are, we, are they going to go to Heineke and just get, dump Ritter? I think that is what's going to happen, honestly. I think he's okay. brought in here to make Ritter compete and also to see what he's got. Heineke's played some decent winning football in the NFL, so at a cheap contract, you know, might as well roll the dice, see what you got with him. And also, I mean, you got to push Ritter. You know, you don't want him to be too comfortable yeah. as a in it, as a second year. You want him to improve and compete and come in there with that attitude every single day. So I think it's the right move. That's, that's all I had left. All right. Um, anyway, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. We'll definitely be back here next week, probably Monday or Tuesday to get it done. I'll be out Wednesday through the rest of the week, but we're cranking guys. Football season's right around the corner. We're trying to get stuff out here for you guys. We appreciate everyone who tuned in and we'll talk to y'all again soon.